Today, it's all about the kids. Hope kids like me get better. The Y107 Missouri Credit Union Miracles for Kids Radiothon. We believe in miracles. Y107, it's the 18th annual Missouri Credit Union Miracles for Kids Radiothon. We have uh, the bell going off, Missouri Vane Care Bell. We have entered a triple play hour, so all of those donations are going to be tripled. And our sponsor for this hour is an anonymous donor, so I guess I don't even need to mention it. But we, they will be tripling your donations, $20 a month. And uh, we are here with Erica and Taylor from Child Life Specialists uh, from the MU Healthcare Hospital. Welcome, ladies. Thank you. I will have you hold that a oh, little yep, bit closer sorry. to your mouse when you talk. No, no worries. Child life is all-encompassing. Like, <laughs> we could spend an entire day interviewing you guys and probably not even really scratch the surface on what yeah, all you do. We talked about that with Eric and Josh. Like, <laughs> yeah. We could actually just spend like three hours here. Absolutely. So, um, one of the things that I know that our, do- well, our dollars, first of all, that we fundraise pretty much like cover everything related to child life, right? So, um, what one of the things that that also covers is like some of the tools that you guys use. Can you share something? So, yeah, um, we have lots of prep tools, educational tools, um, just to kind of help people get a visual in their head. We have what we call it's kind of toddler size. His name is Zach. Um, and he stands like table height and he is what we call our medical prep doll. We have different kind of skins that we can put on him, one being like a port. So our kids with new cancer diagnosis can understand like what is going in my body? What is this used for? How am I going to get my medicine? Was it? What is it going to look like? And then we can do medical play with that. I know that Erica can kind of speak to that, but um, we have printed resources. We have books. We have all kinds of other things that we also use. Medical play stuff for practicing pokes, getting to feel control and a sense of autonomy and mastery with practicing these things and saying, I can do this. I know what it looks like. I can actually teach mom and dad. I can teach my friends. I can teach my siblings. So that is kind of a big way that we use our resources. I don't know if you want to talk about how you kind of play doctor. Oh yeah, just the other day me and one of my cute little friends we she always loves to play doctor and we use um, cloth dolls and we kind of made a makeshift port inside the cloth doll and um, she gives it different medicines which we use with color or food coloring okay. and we can give her doll different medicine that it needs to feel better she has a port and so it's you know something that she has and she can play through that experience as well um, but it also promotes uh, desensitization to those medical supplies, familiarization with those medical supplies, letting her manipulate those medical supplies in a non-threatening and fun way. Um, but we pull out all of our supplies and we give them pokes and we check their temperature, we check their blood pressure, we're putting in actual water into the port, into the doll, and that's just something really fun for kids to play through that, those similar experiences that they're going through. And what would you say, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, during that, we use the actual port needles. So it's not yes. like we're yeah. using fake things. Like, they actually get to experience the real life. 
things. Yeah, medical supplies. Yeah. And so what would you say your relationship is like with the, the parents of, of the, the patients that you have? We work really closely with the parents, too. It's not only the kid just going through treatments or their hospitalization for injury or disability. We're working with the parents really closely, just as closely as the kids. Um, not, o- not only is it really hard for the kids to be there and be going what they're going through, the parents are right in there as well. They're feeling all of those same feelings of worriedness or anxiety. Um, so a big part of our job is supporting parents as well um, and that emotional support to the parents as well as the kid. Yeah, The parents are kind of in the trenches and in the thick of it too and their focus is their kid in those moments, the doctors, the nurses. Everyone's focus is them and if we come in and we're just like, how are you holding up? Like what has life been like for you? And you can kind of see them like take a breath and they're like, me? Like, and giving them that that dedicated time to just like say this really sucks right now and just validating that and reassuring them that I know every situation is different but we have been here with families and we promise you we will get you through this whatever that may look like on your journey but we got you and everyone is here with you I I feel like we've heard that a lot from some of the families that we've interviewed of like that 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 same moment that you just said of like wait you want to know how I'm doing and and I kind of feel like almost you need to change your title to like family specialist because you do so much more than just just caring for the kids not that that's a just anything but you know it it is so uh, it is it's a big family and, and we've heard that a lot as well what is your favorite part of your job you may go first. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, our job has so many different aspects to it, but I think my favorite part um, is we get involved what we call adult consults. So, the kids are healthy and the person they love is in the hospital and helping them understand what's going on with their person, whether it's just like a trauma or a new diagnosis or maybe it's a bereavement situation, but getting to do my role and that support like just a different area that's pretty non-traditional and help that family know that they have support here that we can focus on their kid we can empower them to feel comfortable to tell them the right phrases the right words and then we can help facilitate visits we can help them understand and know the process of what things might look like so that's kind of my favorite part is those non-traditional things of just supporting families when their kid might not be the sick one and they're still a priority that's amazing erica we work primarily on the inpatient unit um and so within that we get to work really closely with a lot of families over you know lengths of time there so my favorite part is just working really closely with those families and building that relationship and checking in every day seeing how each day is if it's you know a good day or if it's a bad day what can we do to make it a little bit better um i've worked with a lot of families that have had really hard Um, paths and different obstacles that they've had to overcome and my favorite part is probably just seeing them overcome those obstacles and coming out on the other end and saying like I did it I did it like I could not believe that I could do it and just hearing that is so rewarding and so fulfilling that yeah you did do it you you mastered that you did it 
you rock. So that's just probably my favorite part. And we talked to some other child life specialists yesterday who talked about when, you know, they, they were kind of like the ER kind of aspect of it. And they ran into families, you know, months, years down the line. And they, they had that same connection with them. They, you know, the family just came up, gave, gave them a hug. Have you had any instances like that, like a specific one maybe that really, you know, impacted you? Yeah, um, I think one that pops to mind almost immediately is last year we had a patient and he was with us from the weekend after Thanksgiving until June. He went home for three days during that time. Oh my gosh. And we got to work so closely with that family and like it just makes me like smile thinking about it. The relationships we had with them and like follow-up visits when he was in clinic like oh they call us and they're like they're here so we run down there and like they run up to us and they just update us on life and like our boss even ran into him at Walmart the other day and she was like I was so excited to come back and tell you guys they all said hi and they miss you and like he's doing so great so I think those things are some of the most special and rewarding things when you work so closely and then it's like you're great you don't have to be here and we love that but we selfishly miss getting to see you <laughs> yeah they would always call the guest lounge their living room because they would just go in there have their lunch visit and so we'd be like, where are you going? We're going to our living room. <laughs> and then we would have to walk by their living room to get to our office. So then you would just hear, Erica, Taylor. Like when we would walk by and like, yeah, it's just fun memories like that to have and to hold on to. I think you could probably hear it in both these ladies' voices, how much they love their job and just how much they become part of the family. And this department is what you are funding when you become a miracle maker today. $20 a month, that's like six. 65 cents a day. If, if there's one reason why they should become a miracle maker, what should it be? Just do it for the kids. Like, we love our jobs, but don't even do it for us. Like, the kids and the families deserve this, and we couldn't do our job. We couldn't provide all the support without you guys donating. And what a disservice we would be doing if we couldn't give our support. Just everyone you've talked to, doctors, nurses, every staff member, it takes an army and like, just do it for the kids. Yeah. Yeah. 866-970-4483. It is the 18th annual Missouri Credit Union Miracles for Kids Radiothon on Y107.